Hello, Pivoters. Welcome to Pivoting Out of EDU, your podcast designed to provide you with the inspiration, confidence, and strategies for making a pivot away from campus-based positions in education toward other opportunities. Hosts, Drs. Jamie Hoffman and Tom Stutter pivoted out of campus-based positions and are loving it. Now they are giving back and supporting others doing the same. Hello and welcome to Pivoting Out of EDU. I'm Tom Stutter. And I'm Jamie Hoffman. And we are extremely excited to tease up our season two with all of our listeners. Honestly, Jamie, uh, I don't know what you thought, but when we first started down this road of doing a podcast, a couple things sort of were in my head. One, that we wouldn't get that many followers because there's just not that many people that would want to leave higher ed. And two, that um, we would probably only do one season and then call it a day because one, it's a lot of work. And two, again, we weren't going to get a lot of listeners. Did you sort of have the same feeling? I mean, no, uh, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> um, I guess, I guess because I've stayed in the education realm, I knew that there was a fair amount of people that were looking for something different. And also, I think I was in the expatriates and student affairs group uh, before you. I think I might have told you about it, which made sense because you weren't really um, in student affairs anymore. So I kind of knew that it would be I knew that people would listen, but I don't think I knew that people would end up feeling so like thankful. Um, But I did also not feel sure about the workload fact. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Which, uh, (laughs) you know, hint to everybody out there doing a podcast is not as simple as just like turning on your screen and recording a bunch of words. There's actually a lot of work that goes into it. (laughs) Uh, But I'm really glad that I've done this journey with you, Jamie. But, you know, for those of you who may be listening for the first time or, or are, you know, you, you obviously know that we took a little bit of a hiatus during the summer uh, and just sort of refresh your memory. Our, the goal of our podcast, is really to provide advice. It's not to tell you to pivot. It's not to tell you to stay. It's to provide you with advice on how to make a pivot out of education if that's what you want to do. We recognize that particularly in the past 18 months, life has been hard. We've all been in the middle of this pandemic and it feels like it just is never going to end. And campus-based positions have changed. Uh, Structures at campuses have changed. Student learning has changed. And all of our roles in higher education potentially are look very different than what we thought we were going to do. And so whether it's, you know, postings in the expatriates group or people that have reached out to us individually, we recognize that uh, that, that the last 18 months has been difficult, uh, particularly for those in campus-based positions. Um, I've said many a time when the pandemic first started that I was really thankful that I wasn't working in orientation on a college campus at that time because I can only imagine having to pivot literally on a dime uh, to a completely different way of doing orientation for those of us who, you know, solely did on-campus space. And so, you know, the purpose of this podcast is really just to help you start thinking critically about potentially making that pivot or making that move and what that might look like. Um, you know, when we started this again, I, that, you know, maybe different, differing expectations. I didn't expect, uh, you know, the thousands of downloads that we have gotten over the course of the first season. And the cool thing that's, that's happened is, you know, as a part of the podcast, we started doing consulting on the side. 
uh, for individuals, uh, which, you know, hint, hint, we do offer consulting opportunities if you visit our website. Um, but our listeners have reached out to us and I have heard so many positive comments about the space that we are filling. And that's what's kept me going. You know, the, the listeners telling us that the story that they heard of somebody that we interviewed in season one has inspired them to think differently about what they're doing. And maybe they chose to stay in higher ed and just move to a different campus, or maybe they pivoted altogether out, or maybe it gave them that little bit of a push to apply. That's what I've loved hearing. Um, I know I've hired quite a few folks from the higher education world, um, uh, and, and they've referenced our podcast and that, that, you know, one makes me feel, uh, you know, really proud of the work that we've done, but also really excited for the fact that we've had, we're starting this conversation, right? That, that education is while to some, to some degree, a calling doesn't mean that you are called to do that for your entire life. And so, uh, excited about the season two, where we're going to just sort of pick up where we left off. Um, and so Jamie, talk to us about what season two looks like. Yeah, so um, one of the things to know is season two is going to be a little shorter than season one. I don't know that people have been counting, but we did 20 episodes in season one, um, which was a bit nuts um, and a little bit too much work. So we're going to be averaging 12 to 13 episodes a season with, a, with three seasons a year moving forward. I mean, if there's still, we decide there's still a need for a third season. But something that I think shows really uh, the impact of the podcast, and I guess more like the gap we're filling, is that we were invited to do a crossover with um, the NASPA podcast. So um, that is going to be the first episode of the season that will be up basically in your podcast player as soon as you're done listening to this intro um, or this season two intro, I should say. So that's going to be really cool. Um, much respect to NASPA for rather than seeing us as someone that's taking, trying to take people away from the profession, which has never been our thought, more acknowledging that some people want to leave and some people just want to try something new. So um, really respect, respected um, the ask for that. And I think that's going to be a really cool conversation. Um, also excited that we were able to, have Jeff Patterson on season two. Um, he constantly is promoting ed, ed tech opportunities and did an ed tech virtual fair and is really supporting folks getting into ed tech roles. And so I'm excited that we're going to get to learn from him. We're also featuring a few more folks from K through 12 because we know um, we've got listeners across the educational spectrum. We're going to be doing some more practical, so really trying to get practical with teaching you how to pivot, including information about negotiation. And um, also, I'm really excited about these, but we're doing some deep dives, which are kind of um, practicals. Actually, they are, we're considering the practicals um, in human resources, project management, and customer success. So um, we chose those because those are the three areas, other than learning and development, that folks tend to ask us the most about and are most, you know, skilled to be able to transition into. So you're really going to enjoy hearing about those. I think that our guests give us some very, very valuable information on how to make the pivot. So that's what we're looking forward to. And um, that really just introduces our season two. And so Tom, um, 
Tom and I talked about the fact that we have received some feedback from listeners that they um, enjoy us bantering back and forth a bit. Um, we have known each other since 1998. Um, we give each other a lot of ish. Um, and I said ish because that's something I give Tom a hard time about because he says we can't swear on the podcast. So I'm trying to be respectful. Um, but anyway, we thought this would be kind of fun to do a very quick little top 10 random facts about Jamie and Tom. Some of them are facts that we share and some are just information about each other. So anything else you want to say about the random facts, introducing them before we actually get started with them, Tom? No, but, uh, you know, I do appreciate our listeners reaching out to us. Uh, I spoke with somebody just recently who said, you guys should talk about politics and you should talk about just anything because the banter that you two have is amazing. And so um, I don't know if we'll, I don't know if we'll sneak that into season two, but we definitely want our listeners to get a feel for who the two of us are a little bit more. And particularly if you're looking at doing some consulting with us, it might be a good idea to know us a, a little bit sort of quote unquote out of the classroom, so to speak. So Jamie, do you want to, do you want to <laughs> take it off? Yeah, let me start with the hubbub. <laughs> Tom's favorite word. Okay. Um, all right. Here is a fact that I am confident a lot of people are going to want to know about, which is that Tom and I share a love. I kind of like wish we could do like a poll. Like if this was live, it would be like, what do you think we share a love for? And people could vote because we actually have quite different lives. But we do. It is true. Share a love for boy bands, but it's not the same love for, e- for each set of equally to boy bands. It is not even close because clearly the best boy band is New Kids on the Block. And yes, we have been to quite a few boy band concerts together. That's true. Uh, we have been to quite a few boy band concerts together, but I want to go on record that the only boy band that's really produced a megastar is in sync. That's right. <laughs> I mean, the boy band didn't produce. I mean, I, I do love in sync. I'm not, I shouldn't, I shouldn't critique, but I mean, new kids on the block. Listen, I have gone to so many of their concerts and I just leave the concert feeling so good. In fact, oh my gosh. Okay. This is, we didn't plan this, but did I tell you how I met Donnie Wahlberg? Uh, no, you didn't. Okay, Donnie Wahlberg is a new kid um, from on the block, you know. <laughs> he's not from the block. And, that's Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> okay, so listen, I had just worked in, started working in my current company, and I had like a dream about meeting Donnie Wahlberg, and one day I'll I'll meet him. So I flew to New York for a company gathering, and I was on my way home. I was going through the. Um, TSA line, the one, it's like the short one because I have pre-check, okay. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Tony Wahlberg is behind me. He's <laughs> behind me. And I was like, I, he was like four people behind me. I was like, this is a chance of a lifetime. I have to talk to this man. So I like super duper slowly get my bags off of the baggage thing. And I'm like, so trying to delay, right? And so um, I then turn around and he was getting frisked. I mean, I could make a comment right now about that, but I won't. That would be inappropriate. But he was getting frisked. I go up to him and I was like, I just, 
I just wanted to say thank you. And he was so nice. Okay. He was, he really was. He's like, you want to take a selfie with me? Like so nice. And I do have a picture. I'll put it in the show notes just because the point of pride. But anyway, this is where you're going to laugh at me, Tom. And I'm not even sure whether it's a good idea that I'd be saying this, but whatever. It was a naive thing. Okay. So I said to him, I just want to tell you, thank you for so many good nights. Okay. What I was meaning, <laughs> so many good, so many good concerts, right? It's like, like those moments where someone like, oh my God, I just said that. And he's like, well, thank you. You know, like he had a real, like, cause he is that kind of guy. He's like, well, thank you. I'm so glad I could provide you with so many good nights. And I was like, oh, thanks. In that moment, I really didn't know like what he was saying. And I'm just, I was just like on cloud nine for meeting him. And I walk away. And as I'm walking away, I'm like, oh my God, I totally just said that. Okay, cool. That's awesome. I was very embarrassed, but it, he was so nice. So meanwhile, sorry, that was I, a very long interlude, but I thought it was needed. I would not be able to tell you who Donnie Wahlberg, what he looked like. So uh, that would be sort of the difference. We can't be friends. Season two is canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if Justin Timberlake walked up behind me, I would know instantly who that was. So, um, okay. So that's our first random fact. Our second one really revolves around five names. Ginger, Sporty, Scary, (laughs) Baby, and posh. And for all of you out there who are like, so what tell is me talk- what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> for all of you out there who are like, what is he talking about? Check yourself. You know who we're talking about. It's the Spice Girls. Uh, Jamie and I both love the Spice Girls. Um, we uh, actually went to their reunion concert. Um, and yes, Ginger did perform at that concert, uh, which was really just amazing. Uh, we all know all the words to all their songs. So don't even lie. If you're listening to this podcast, you know the mm-hmm. words to the Spice Girls song. And you probably dance along yep. with it when it comes on the radio. So uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure we're not alone in our love for the Spice Girls. That's right. If you want to be my lover, you better get with my friend. <laughs> As you proved in the first description of your time with Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I did. Okay. All right. We're kind of on, um, we're on a bit of a boy band vibe here, so I'm going to stick to it. But the next kind of broad random fact is our favorite memory of each other. And I have two that are pretty tied for Tom. One is that when I graduated with my master's degree from Arizona State University, go, go Sun Devils, Tom and I were um, really close friends at the time. I mean, we still are, but that was like we lived in the same town. And my family flew in from California, and we went to dinner. Was it Ed DeVetics? Is that what it's called? We went to dinner at Ed DeVetics. De, de, yeah, that word. Okay. And this is a restaurant where the waiters and waitresses dance. They get up on this platform and they dance to popular songs. Notice I said waiters and waitresses. (laughs) Well, I don't know whether I dared you or what, but Tom, Tom learns dances to songs all like the whole dance. And he had learned the whole dance to bye, bye, bye. And I was like, as a gift for me, can you do the dance here now? And I think he he was like, if they put it on, I'll do it, but they're not going to put it on because I think they did like 50s music or whatever. Anyway, they put it on and Tom hops up on this platform. He's dressed in his like 
neatly pressed pants on polo shirt and he like takes off his loafer shoes and he full on does the entire dance to bye 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 that is one of my favorite memories in my entire life and of tom it was so cool uh, and um, for those of you who, who, who are keeping count, um, I was offered a job at Endobovex afterwards. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should, I should hope so. I should hope so. Um, I, I have another quick, you know, favorite memory of you, which is, um, I was, I helped Tom with the homecoming parade at ASU and, um, he, we couldn't find the speakers. I think they were in like the Memorial Union. And so he had to go and get them, but he didn't have a key. And so he somehow broke in, I think. I'm not sure. But there was a moment where I thought he might get arrested and I was going to have to run the homecoming parade. And that was very disturbing, but it was just funny. And then it kind of was like, um, I guess symbolic of a fun, really fun time and fun memory because it was like in the middle of the night as well. Yeah. That's so um, like that was my morning. my memory moment. Yes, exactly. Well, and Back it's a nice segue. It's a nice segue because my favorite moment revolves around, I believe, that same homecoming. Uh, so as as Jamie just said, she helped uh, plan homecoming. Um, uh, as I think part of our graduate student practicum, uh, which was great. Yep. Um, but uh, every year at the end of homecoming, we produced a video that was sort of the hallmark video. We would show it to students, we would show it to faculty, would use it in next year's PR. We'd also show it to potential advertising sponsors. And I remember we had a grand marshal who was late to the lineup. <laughs> and so uh, we needed to get him up to the front car, even though the parade had already started. And my favorite is watching Jamie in an eight-person golf cart on the side of the road in Tempe, uh, going at like Mach 10 in this golf cart, trying to get this guy <laughs> up to the, the head of the, of the parade. And I just started giggling uncontrollably when I first watched that first edit of that video, because <laughs> I remember... <laughs> One, thinking this guy's never going to get up to the front. I can't believe that he's late. And two, Jamie just saying, I'll get him up there. And then in the and then it's forever documented <laughs> in a commemorative video for that year. So that's definitely one of my favorite moments. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'll have to see that video. I don't know if I ever have, but I do remember that moment. All right. Our next random fact. This is something we shared, sort of, halfway. Tom was actually in my wedding. He was a groomsman in my wedding. And um, Tom, I I was not invited to be in Tom's wedding, but yeah, that's just, because he he is not 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 yet married. <laughs> as, as, as one day, Jamie will be in my wedding. So everybody listening out there, please feel free to contact me. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Perfect. So. Uh, as, as some of you know, Jamie and I worked together at ASU and this, you know, homecoming was our, was our way of, of becoming friends again, but there was definitely a moment uh, where Jamie and I broke up for a good full year. Jamie was a resident director in one of the buildings when I was an admissions counselor and uh, many of the students that I had admitted were going into her building. And I don't even remember what the argument was about, but we had an argument and we broke up for a full year. We didn't talk to one another. Mm -hmm. I would go to res life trainings and I would just ignore her. Uh, she would not reach out to me. It was just <laughs> radio silence. But then it was yep. sort of cute because 
the institution that we were working at, which was of course ASU, so again, go Sun Devils, decided that that homecoming was really going to take on sort of this new sort of life and particularly with the residence halls. And so I, you know, had worked out a deal with the director of residence life to come in and do, do a 90 minute training on homecoming to RAs. Now, for those of you in residence life, you know how like valuable time it is an RA training. And so to get 90 minutes was sort of unheard of. And it wasn't two hours afterwards where Jamie sent me an email and it was like, okay, we're making up. And you know, it, with the exception of that one year, we've been friends ever since. That's right. I think I remember why we separated, but I feel if I, I feel like if I tell it, you might get angry and it could lead to another separation. And we have at least one more season to do. <laughs> I think it's best if we just <laughs> continue to go with the, we don't remember what it was about, but we made up. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember at all. Okay. Um, here's an interesting fact just about me. Um, because we need to spend some more time thinking about facts about each other. But uh, interesting fact about me is that I was born in England. I moved here to the U.S. when I was five. And you're probably, like everybody else does, thinking you don't have an English accent, which, by the way, always makes me feel like wanting to be like protect my heritage. So I'd encourage people to not say that as the first thing. But at any rate, um, I was born in England and I do have an English accent, but I don't um, around people who are not English. So my friends and family, uh, sorry, my, my family specifically, I speak with an English accent with them. And if you are curious what that sounds like on my website, I have a keynote speech that I did in Scotland um, and you can hear it then. It really weirds people out. Um, I learned to just like to speak to code switch to speak in an American accent because people used to copy me. I'd be like, can I have some water and or half a cup of water and people, what are you saying? And then I'm like, water. But to this day, my parents, um, I've encouraged them or discouraged them from listening to this podcast. I don't know if you know that, Tom, but they make fun of me. Um, if they hear me speak with an American accent, they're like, I don't know who that Yank is. Um, so I, I try hard to not have them listen to anything I speak in, or, you know, where I'm speaking with an American accent. Well, and, and not that it's by any stretch the same because it's not another country, I'll, although some people might think of it is. Um, I have definitely, I have a Texas accent. I am from Texas. And the only time my Texas accent comes back is when I'm talking with my dad or when I'm talking really fast and I get really excited about something. So, uh, and uh, definitely mm-hmm. in that piece. So, um, so next fun fact, uh, and it's about both of us again. So I think you all know this because we've now talked about it even three times in this particular episode, but Jamie and I did go to the same schools, but got different degrees. I did my undergrad and she did her master's at ASU and we worked at CLU when she, or I worked at CLU when she was an undergrad. Um, she then went to ASU and I just followed her back, but then we chose to divert a little bit and, um, uh, we chose to get doctorates at, at different schools in Los Angeles. I, of course, went to the better of the two schools. Um, fight on, go Trojans. <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie chose to go to UCLA for her doctorate. So the only time we're not really friends is when those two teams play each other on college ball Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to talk trash about USC because I did work there for a couple of years. So I'll be nice. But um, I did obviously go to the better school. Um, but, uh, at any rate, 
<laughs> we at least have ASU in common. Um, another random fact about us is that we have been to Hawaii together three times. One was a disaster. I don't, I think I've suppressed most of that out of our memory, my memory, but I do think we didn't align on expectations before we went and we had different ones. Um, you also really yelled at, uh, maybe you didn't yell, but I remember you getting really angry at someone making you shave eyes, but that's all I remember about it. Do you remember that? At no. Hon- was it Hanama Bay? No. Okay. Um, uh, but then we went another time for fun and then... Um, actually, the show was born in Hawaii um, because we were just laying out either on the beach or I can't remember, it was maybe the, the pool at the top of our condo, but um, we just started talking about this as being a potential and, um, and you know, here we are. So, uh, and we're probably going to go a fourth time because we're renewing our vows next year and you're, you know, never going to turn down a reason to, nope. to go to Hawaii. Yep. Hawaii is one of my favorite places on the planet. So I will be there. So second to last fact is specific to me. Um, It's the fun fact that I give in every sort of icebreaker when folks ask me uh, to give a fun fact about myself. Um, I have pictures hanging on my wall in my office um, and I have a small red ball uh, as a commemorative item. If you haven't yet figured it out, uh, I was on the television show Wipeout uh, back uh, season 12 of the first iteration of Wipeout. Uh, It was a a boss and employee edition. I had randomly submitted an application online during a winter break when I was at home in Arizona. I was watching the TV show like on, you know, late night TV. uh, And I was like, I could do this. This looks easy. And so I submitted my application and lo and behold, they called me. And when they called me, I just happened to be at lunch with one of my star student leaders. Uh, Shout out to Matt Schaefer. I'm sure he uh, is listening. Um, And uh, they said, you know, would you be interested in a a quote unquote couples uh, episode? And they, they sort of went through the, the, the couple's ones and they got to boss employee. And I looked over at Maddie who was sitting across from me. Uh, and I was like, Hey, you want to be on wipeout? And he, his eyes got really big and he's like, absolutely. So we went to the audition and, uh, at that point, you know, they're not really judging you based on athleticism. They don't care. You know, at the end of the day, the name of the show is wipeout. They want, they want ratings for people wiping out in fantastic fashion. And so they're looking for personalities. Well, Um, I don't believe I have the greatest of personality when it comes to sort of cold call interviews. Um, But Maddie was a world champion yo-yoer and he brought that yo-yo with him and he whipped it out in the, um, in the interview area and the producers and the person behind the counter were fascinated. And it was in that moment, I literally looked at one of them and I was like, we're in, aren't we? And she was like, Oh, without a doubt. And so we were able to get on the show. We participated in, uh, I think it was season 12, Boss Employee. You can look it up on Amazon. I think you have to pay 99 cents to, to get it. Uh, we did not win. We did make it to the third of four rounds. Um, the thing that I love to tell people is that it's an hour long show, but it takes two days to film. Uh, each section takes approximately two to three hours to complete. So when you see a team, you know, in 15 minutes sort of conquer the, 
conquer the obstacle know that that actually took closer to three hours to do. And so you are wiped out from uh, top to bottom. The amount of times that you fall and have to get back up is enormous. And so it was a lot of fun. I'm glad that we did it. I did have to have surgery as a result. I did uh, tear a ligament in my shoulder. Um, thankfully, I had really good insurance at the university I was working at at the time. Um, but uh, it was it was a chance of a lifetime, and I'm glad that I did it. All right. And I'm going to close this out with the last of our 10 facts. So this one is about me. And I, I changed it at the last minute, Tom. I, it's not, I don't have any facts you don't know about, though, so it's like not really a surprise. But I just thought it would be useful to share that I, I pretty much only, it seems these days, uh, meet people online. Um, I found my dogs online. All three of the last dogs I bought, I got them online. I looked for a roommate online on Craigslist, found an amazing roommate. Um, I taught online. I found my husband on Match.com before, um, what's the new one? Is it Tinder? Yeah. Or Bumble yeah. or, I, or Hinge or Bumble, yeah. whatever I mean, they're called today. <laughs> yeah, I did I did, um, did Match.com, as you know, and my husband is number 19 because I got <laughs> very logistical about the search process. And, um, what I, I, meaning like I didn't have a whole lot of time. I wasn't meeting new people at the university I worked at because it's pretty small and everyone was married. So I put a thing up and I was like, okay, quality is going to, or quantity is going to help me find quality here, people. So, um, I'd go to like three or four coffee dates a week and I had to find a way to keep track of, of which person was which. So I kept a, a list in my phone and I got up to number 19 and, and it was funny because my parents, they'd be like, oh, who are you going out with this night? And I'm like, number 19. And even I think when I introduced my husband to Tom, I mean, he wasn't my husband at the time. He was my boyfriend, but um, I believe that he was known as number 19 for a while. So all quite ironic to then know that I um, uh, do online student support now. And I work remotely and we're coming at you using technology. So I guess that's the theme of my life. So don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I, you know, I think all of you know, uh, because I know Jamie, well, I've, I've had the chance to, to uh, meet and hang out um, and spend time with her husband and her family. And uh, number 19 was clearly the right number uh, in, in your life. Cause uh Jamie's husband is, yeah, is a pretty amazing, both husband and dad. So well, with that, we just wanted to give you an opportunity to get to know us a little bit more. Um, obviously, we're really excited about season two coming up. Uh, we are planning on launching on October 5th with our first episode, which will be our joint episode with NASPA. Uh, so look forward to that. Of course, if you want to get in touch with us, don't hesitate to reach out. We can be contacted through our email account at pivotingoutofedu at gmail.com or hit us up on our our website. We love to hear stories. We have plenty of consult opportunities. Um, or if you're just interested in perhaps uh, sharing with us that you've made a pivot and are interested in potentially being on our podcast in hopefully season three, let us know. With that, we'll get ready for the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we look forward to a complete and great season two. Thank you for listening to Pivoting Out of EDU. For show notes and more information about the podcast, visit pivotingoutofedu.com.
If you're thinking about pursuing an opportunity outside of your campus-based position or know someone who is, visit our website for advice and resources and learn Jamie and Tom's private consultations offered to support you in your journey. If you think this podcast was awesome, please consider giving us a five-star rating.